As AI continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation we can't ignore. AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. HackerOne employs over 2 million ethical hackers, and 750 of them specialize in prompt hacking and other AI security and testing. So HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large company, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI for more. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI. This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training, kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway, in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Today on the show, we have Amir Saliafendich, who is the founder of Doist. Doist is a productivity app. We're going to be talking to him about what he does every day to stay productive personally, professionally, and with his entire team. Welcome to Rocketship.fm, the podcast where we explore startups from funding to growth, from culture to sales, and everything in between. I'm Michael Saka. I'm Mike Belsito. And I'm Joelle Goldman. I mean, first off, thank you so much for coming on. We're really excited to talk about some productivity with you today. It's a pleasure being here, Michael. Yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing some tips. So first, take me through Todoist 
and and what you guys are building there for those that aren't familiar yeah i mean uh, basically it started all as like a personal project of mine uh, to just improve my own productivity and uh, like i was a student and i had like a lot of stuff to do and i needed a system so that's how today's got developed and it was back in 2007 and then fast forward today, like almost 10 years in, uh, we have built a, a company and we have like millions of users uh, and a lot of people are working on it right now. And we want to make like uh, the best productivity system out there uh, and really like uh, yeah, come up with something that the world has not really seen before. So what was the like initial, like what were you dealing with that inspired you to start? What was your issue that, that you were trying to solve? Um, I mean, I was a student and then I had two part-time jobs and I also had like a ton of personal projects that I was doing. So I just had like a lot of stuff going on in my life and I couldn't really keep it all in my head. Uh, so that's why I kind of like tried to look for a system. Uh, and then, uh, you know, in 2000, there was almost nothing on the market. So I was just like, okay, I'm going to develop my own. And what was your strategy for approaching it um, that was different than uh, – I you said there's not – there weren't many. There, there are a lot more now. Um, what, how has your strategy been different towards productivity? Um, I mean I think uh, – I didn't really look at competitors mm. uh, actually. Like I didn't like do any uh, deep market research and seeing – I was just like, I tried some of them out and then uh, I basically said, okay, I can probably do something that's better uh, than this. And that's basically how uh, it got developed. Like, uh, I didn't really, really have like a deep insight. I just, you know, wanted a system that kind of worked as how I wanted it to work. And um, what what did you see was the big failing? Like when you solved this problem, you were like, ah, oh, I'm onto something here. What were you missing throughout the day um, that that when you solved made you more productive? I think like the, the biggest thing is probably like not keeping every everything inside your head and just like uh, being in control of of your life and where you're spending your time and then having a, really a system you can trust. I think that's probably um, like that. Those were like the huge benefits I could foresee. Um, and so what have you seen that people get wrong about productivity in general when people are trying to pack so much into their day? Um, I think actually like the biggest problem right now in the world is that most people don't really have a productivity system. Like they don't really have a, a, a system. And even like right now, you know, we have millions of users, but like on a global scale, that's uh, like very, very few people. And even like if you look at our competitors, like nobody has, you know, hundreds of millions of active users. Uh, so I think like probably uh, the biggest mistake right now is that most people don't really have a system. And I, I, we can also see this like in our data is that uh, people, you know, they want to have a system, but they don't really maintain it. So like, you know, they go in, add some tasks and then forget about it. Uh, and then, you know, that system is kind of useless because... Uh, it has like no update data. And and so how do you, I mean, how do you solve that? 
Because I think that's a problem that everyone faces is we, we get motivated in a moment. We set those tasks and then things, life happens around us. And so how, how do you, how do you see successful people managing that? Uh, I mean, that's a very, very good question, Michael. And I think uh, nobody has really sold this yet. Mm. And uh, we haven't really either. Like if we had sold this, you know, we would have hundreds of millions of active users and doing this like on a much bigger scale. Um, I think uh, personally, uh, I think it's like also a human uh, like problem. Um, like people, you know, they, it's like the same thing as the gym, like the gym and doing sports is very good for you. And everybody knows that, but like not many are doing that. Uh, and same with the productivity system. Like, you know, that actually you can like reduce your stress, get more things done, you know, be more control of your life. But it uh, it requires a lot of work as well. So like it's easier just not to do it. Um, uh, so, so I think like some of the stuff that, that we are trying to do is like uh, game mechanics uh, such as to this karma. You know, have us uh, like a point system that kind of rates you and gives you feedback, and it's kind of like a game uh, element. And I think that. Uh, at least like from our users, they love that system because it kind of motivates them a bit. And it's just, you know, it's not about only what you need to do, but also like what have you done and how has your, you know, uh, productivity been in the past? Uh, yeah. And and so is do you feel like productivity is, is something that you can be worked into a habit? Is that, like, is there a time period where you say, hey, I've done something for X long and now it's just part of me and I'm building this system around it? Um, I can uh, give you some, uh, like, interesting stats from yeah. our users. Like, uh, most of, uh, like, uh, most of the users we lose is actually on the first three days. Mm. Uh so, like, uh, this means, uh, you know, that people fall off very, very quickly from their system. Uh, and the thing we also can see is that once people stick with the system for, like, multiple weeks, then they stay there for, like, years. Okay. Um, so, I think it's maybe just, like, creating a habit and, like, sticking to it. And, like, you know, the first few weeks can be rough. But, you know, you just have to, like, kind of uh, create it into a habit and, you know, updating the system, maintaining it, and et cetera. Yeah. Do you have any tips for people in those two weeks? Like, those are the cru – that seems like the crucial time to, to form new habits. Um, do you have any tips for people who, who need to kind of that continual motivation? Is there anything that works for you? Um. I mean, something that, that I think is, is very important is like just planning your day and like listing the, the stuff that you want to get done, uh, you know, for the day. And what I do personally is like I have like a today list that is very important for me and I maintain it all the time. And then also like I maintain the tomorrow's list as well. Uh, and, you know, once you become more advanced, you can also maintain like a weekly list. But for me personally, it's just focusing on today and tomorrow and, you know, having a plan of like, what kind of stuff do I want to complete? Uh, what is really important for me? Uh, 
And I think also like it's very important uh, to be you know proactive about your productivity. So you're just not reacting to stuff, but you actually have kind of a plan of you know what what do you want to achieve, uh, what 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 is important for you, and this can be like both in the personal and work life. Mm. And and what do you do on those days when you get off track? How do you get back on? So you've got the list and it's just not working. Um, do you have anything that you do to kind of reset? Um, I mean, that's a very uh, good question. Um, I, I think probably what happens for most people is they basically, you know, just kind of lose track uh, of of their plan. Uh, uh, this said, like something that I think that I do. Uh, I mean, for me, like I don't really get off track that often, so it's probably not. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I can't really give a good tip there, but I think. What I do is like I have my to-do list always with me, and you know, on mobile, on G- in Gmail, uh, on the desktop, uh, on the web, like everywhere, and uh, I can always have like easy access to it. And maybe like that's also something that's very important. It's just like you know that your to-do list is like one tap away, uh, so you can like quickly go in and like complete something or add something. So, um, and and what do you do about procrastination. I think that's one of the universal things that we all face. Um, are you are you a procrastinator or, or are you more of a get it done on time before time um, type person? I mean, I'm definitely like get it done. I don't really like do, uh, yeah, I don't really go off track that often. Okay. And actually, like, uh, my biggest tip in this area would be to have like separate computer where you do work and separate computer where you do like Twitter or Facebook or something like that. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So, so, so for me, like when, when I'm going into the office, I actually work. Like I don't, you know, mess around. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I have done this because uh, before, and you can even like install apps to see like how much, you know, you're like uh, uh, being distracted and like, if you don't do this, then like you, it's very easy to go. Like you have a hard problem, you go to Facebook or to Twitter or to your email client. Um, so for me, it's just like uh, I have this separation, and maybe that can help some some people out. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsor. When Rain Wilson realized he had a special gift for talking people to sleep, he had two choices: construct a massive speaker that would blast his voice to every person in the country, or invent a talking pillow. AT&T Business eventually talked him into the pillow thing. And backed by a reliable network, the only network with built-in security controls, Sleep With Rain was a hit. Take your ideas to the moon and beyond at business.att.com. That's business.att.com. Now back to the show. How do you keep your team productive? Um, what do you, you guys are a productivity company. Um, what do you guys do internally to make sure and measure that your team is, is working in a productive manner and staying on top of, of your goals and where you guys want to go? I mean, that's a very good question. And uh, again, I think like we have hit another like uh, problem that's kind of like unsolved right now. Mm. And I think, you know, we are losing so much money and opportunity uh, like in the world by being so unproductive as like 
you know, teams and corporations. Yeah. Um, and uh, like we, we are working actively on this and, and we want to create a better system. Uh, this said, like, I think it's, again, very, very hard to do that. Uh, yeah, so, so some tips that I can, I can give uh, is, um, like, uh, we personally use Google's OKR systems. Uh, so I, I'm not sure if you know the OKR system. It's, yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, so, and we have found that, like, we are running an experiment uh, for some months now, and it's a, it's a very nice system so that's at least like one tip like implement the okr system for your team because that way like everybody knows knows what their objective is like what kind of results do they expect from themselves what kind of results do the, the, does the company accept uh, expect from them um so, so yeah that would be one one tip and of course i think like also using tools uh a lot of um companies are still not using any tools for like organizing themselves. Um, so yeah, those are the two tips I, I can think of. And, um, you know, with those OKRs, is there, what are you focused on, on setting company wide? So like, can you give me an example of your, your company wide OKR? Um, so basically, uh, onboarding, uh, is like currently a huge topic inside our company because like we lose most of our users in the first day actually okay. uh, of the sign up. Uh, so like you know that's like something you know we want to uh, an objective is like improving that and uh, being better at onboarding people. Are you guys um, are you using any data to inform your company's productivity? Um, we are actually not like, we don't really track ours. Uh, like we don't really care how much actually people work. Um, and I think like one of the things like, you know, we are very, very free and a lot of our, uh, structure is based, you know, on, on, on just people being motivated and liking their job and not something like, you know, where we are going into like all kinds of data points. Uh, I think also like something to note is that great work speaks for itself. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't really feel that we have like the need to track people. Mm. So, um, and do you run into situations where you feel that someone isn't kind of working up to their full potential? Uh, definitely. I mean, I think that's always a, a, a problem um, in you know in a team environment, and I think uh, you know you have to provide feedback to people and, and you know tell them how they can improve themselves. Uh, yeah. And and so how do you tell me a bit about how you've structured or how you've had one of those conversations in the past? Um, so basically, like uh, we do one-on-ones, uh, monthly one-on-ones, uh, where it's basically like uh, you know, uh, like a performance uh, review. But it's not like you know going into data. It's more like you know talking with a person, figuring out like what is blocking them, you know, what has worked, what has not worked, and giving them some tips on how they can improve themselves. Okay. So so, and you know, uh, as a leader, you can also like get 
some feedback back. So like people can also tell you, you know, how you can improve yourself. And, sure. and then some of this is actually really, really useful. What's the best piece of advice you've gotten from, from someone who works with you? Um, uh, that's a very good question. Um, I think probably like one of my um, problems is I'm actually still developing uh, and I'm like a CEO of the company. Mm. So it's kind of like sometimes I'm kind of like forgetting the, you know, CEO role and I go into this development mode. So I think that's probably the best tip is, you know, to sometimes, uh, you know, focus more uh, on being the CEO instead of like going into details on design and development. It's so hard to, to, to do because you get into it, right? Because you love the development and the design and the product side. And then we switch roles into being a leader where we have to be more hands-off. I think that's one of the biggest challenges we face for founders. No, definitely. I think like, you know, I have still not really transitioned out of it and I'm not sure if I ever will. Uh, so. <laughs> that's fair, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Tell me about your team. Are you guys remote? Um, how, what, what is the makeup of, of um, Todoist? Uh, so basically, like we are one of like you know some of these only companies in the world that like are remote first. Okay. So we are like everybody is remote. Uh, yeah. So there's no. Is there a headquarter office where you guys ever ever meet, or is all work done one hundred percent remotely? Uh, I mean, we do have like one office in Porto with about seven people, okay. uh, six, seven people. Uh, but like e even in Porto, like most of the people are not really in the office every day. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I wouldn't really call it a headquarters, but yeah, we, we do have like a, a physical office. Uh, and are the things that you have to do to keep the team, you know, w with remote, we lose some of the, I guess, natural camaraderie of all being in the same room are there things that you do to keep that alive and kind of keep people motivated to feel connected to the rest of their team uh i mean currently we do like uh yearly retreats uh, like a few weeks ago we were actually in iceland everybody uh oh wow and i think that's like uh, yeah that's like a way to really uh you know meet the other people and uh, know them personally and yeah, I think uh, retreats are definitely something that I would recommend. Uh, and maybe even like if you have an office, like just do a retreat because, you know, that way people can know each other like more personally than in like an office environment. Have you noticed the difference after people meet in person with the way that they work together? Uh, definitely. I think, uh, I mean, you know, we don't, we don't have any data on it, but I feel like people kind of know each other much better and it's kind of like much easier to actually request something from a person because you kind of know them better. Even like providing feedback such as like on one-on-one, on one, uh, you know, it's just like natural because you already know the person so well. Yeah, that I've noticed that too. Like meeting the team in person um, even just changed like the – the day-to-day -day interactions on like Slack or, you know, on, on the, the tools that we use just to communicate. Um, I felt like I knew a bit more about them. It kind of humanizes the whole situation. I was able to work better with people um, 
I don't know, it seems to relieve some tension when you do that. So yeah, I, I noticed it too. And I think it's great for remote teams to do that retreat. I think it's so important. However you can get it done, it can be expensive, but, um, but I think finding a way to get it done is important. Uh, definitely. I think like it's very expensive, but you know, we don't really pay for office right. space. So, <laughs> so it goes, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's probably less expensive than having like an office in San Francisco or whatever. <laughs> you could probably have four retreats for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what's next for, for you guys? I know you guys are, are, are releasing some tools for businesses. Now you originally focused on personal productivity and you're moving into business. Um, tell me a bit about some of the, the most recent developments. Um, yeah, I mean, um, I think, I mean, you know, Todo started like as a personal project and it got kind of a bit more ambitious. And right now it's like very ambitious. Okay. So basically, we, we, yeah, uh, we want to create like a system uh, that solves, you know, productivity uh, of like the individual, of the team. So that's like one aspect and that's where Todoist will, will target, uh, you know, that market. And then we are also doing another tool, uh, which is like a team communication tool. And, uh, you know, we, we also want to, like, improve communication inside teams. Uh, and especially, like, for remote teams or teams that don't want to chat all day long. Um, and uh, in the end, you know, we want to kind of unify these two systems. So you kind of have, like, a system that, that solves every need of, like, a great, uh, like, team. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. I, I think the team productivity is so important and, um, having a nice clean tool. I don't think Slack is always the, the answer. Um, I think sometimes you just need a tool where you can keep your, um, your, the necessary things you need to get done without always having the bother of a continual chat happening, feeling like you're missing something. I think that can be really good for, for the productivity is to use tools that don't encompass all of the team communication so that you're able to shut that down when you really need to concentrate. Is that kind of the methodology you guys are taking? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we are actually like very anti, uh, chat, yeah. like anti real time and anti, you know, like you have to be online all the time. Yeah. And especially, you know, uh, in a remote environment, that's very problematic, but even in non remote environment, I think like right now, we have like so many distractions in our lives and it's actually very hard to focus and, and do some great work. Uh, and uh, for me personally, like I think Slack is probably like one of the worst tools that a team can use. Uh, I, I yeah. don't disagree. I think it's a very challenging thing that we're <laughs> dealing with now. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on. Um, where do we keep up with you? Where do we find Todoist? Um, and, and, how do we how do we keep up with what you guys are doing? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm actually active on Twitter, so it's like Amix3K. Uh, yeah, so that's my Twitter handle. And today, you can also follow us on like Twitter or Facebook. Uh, yeah, so so that's pretty much it. And we also have like an awesome blog uh, where we blog mostly about productivity and you know. Uh, yeah, I think awesome. uh, you should check that out as well. Yeah, we'll link to all those in the show notes too. So anyone interested, uh, go to our site and and we'll have all of that linked. 
Um, so thank you so much. I really appreciate your time here today. Um, you're very welcome, Michael. Uh, yeah. Big thanks to Amir for coming on today. You can go to todoist.com and use the code ROCKETSHIP to get five free premium accounts for one year. That's $194 value. So go and take advantage of that. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Bench. Bench is the easiest way to get your bookkeeping done. Go to bench.co forward slash ROCKETSHIP and get 20% off your first six months. So if you want to keep up, subscribe, leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at RocketshipFM. You can follow me at Michael Saka, at Joel, at Joel Goldman, and Mike Belsito at Belsito. And we'll see you here this Thursday with the second episode in our productivity series.